0: Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplet, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we're so glad to be in your presence today with the seed of the day. And we hope this seed will take root in your life and help you even until eternity. Um, we still are going through the midst of a pandemic, But we have one thing that we can hold on to, and that's the love of our Father and Jesus Christ. No matter what life may throw our way, uh, 1 Corinthians 13th chapter tells us that we have faith, hope, and love. And love is more than all, and it helps us overcome situations in our life. Today we have a word from God while we're praying for those that are going through bereavement, those that are sick, um, those that may be um, struggling economically, and we're all in this boat together, and we have some uncertainty going on in our life. But we do have Jesus Christ, and he's still alive today. And I want to come from um, 1 Corinthians 13 chapter, the love chapter, where it tells us that um, God wants to see love when he looks at us. He gave us a portrait of what we should look like. In the first part of that chapter, 1 Corinthians 13 chapter, the Bible said that from verse 1 to verse 3, he's talking about the power of love and how powerful it truly is. It's more powerful than prophecy. It's more powerful than faith. It's more powerful than anything of those spiritual gifts. Love will stand the test of time. And it's amazing what love can do. It can make you forgive your neighbor and it can keep you in perfect peace. Um, The second part of that, in verse 4 through 7, God tells us what we should look like, um, what our hearts should look like when he looks at us. And we all have some shortcomings, um, but by the end of the message, I hope somebody will say I need to change something in my life that can help me look better in the eyes of God. So God has a portrait, uh, and that portrait, when he looks at us, is our heart. It's not the outer appearance, but he's looking at the heart, and that's the portrait of our life. From verse 8 to 13, God is saying um, how love can last forever. For he says, I was once a child, and um, and then when I got older, I put away childish things, and I learned to be a, a man and a mature Christian. Paul wrote this book to the church at Corinth to let them know um, what love was all about. And no matter what was going on in their city, um, their city was a wealthy city, and their city was known for having a whole lot of drunkards in their city. They were a boiling city, and they had some big issues going on in their church. One man even was liking his father's wife. Um, And we all have sin in our lives. We all have some things going on that we're trying to work. We're asking God to um, forgive us of. And in our nation, we have some things going on. And even in our world, we have some things that God um, may not be happy with right now. So we have to endure this uh, pandemic and hope and pray and get stronger to God in our relationship. And when we get out of this, we're going to have a testimony of how powerful God is. But when you look at this scripture Um, In Matthew, the 22nd chapter, Jesus was being questioned by the Sadducees. And the Sadducees were those um, people who thought they were high up in stature and thought they knew everything. And they asked Jesus uh, a question. And um, even one of the Pharisees came along and um, asked a question. He was a lawyer. And he asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment of all? They were trying to trap Jesus in front of the crowd by getting him to say one commandment was better than all of them. Uh, we all know that the Ten Commandments can be split in two. The first four deal with your relationship with God, and the last six deal with your relationship with your fellow man on earth. But all together, there were 613 laws in those first five books of Moses, the Torah. And so they began to ask Jesus, which one was, is the greater? Which one is the greatest? And Jesus said in verse 36 of that 22nd chapter, he said, The greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And then he said in the next verse, The greatest one um, is to love God, but then you also shall love your neighbor as thyself. Exodus 20 chapters, verse 1 through 17, taught us about the Ten Commandments. But Jesus came along and asked him, um, gave the answer about the greatest commandment, which is your relationship to God, and then loving your neighbor as yourself. If you do those things, then your portrait of love, your heart will look right in front of the eyes of God. And in Exodus 20, chapter verse 1 through 17, Moses was given the commandments by God, the Ten Commandments, to help us, prepare us, for to receive Jesus Christ for ourselves. And in that Chapter 22 of Matthew, after Jesus gave those two commandments to love God and to love your neighbor and said those would take care of all the commandments and keep you in perfect peace and, and help you live a life befitting of the calling that God has put on you. He said, well, let me ask you a question. And he said, how can the son of God be the son of David also? Didn't David bow down to the son of God? And they couldn't understand what Jesus was talking about, but he was talking about love. Um, That love can help you understand who Jesus is uh, because he loved us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And that's what's so important in our life today. We have to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. And the Bible says at the end of Matthew 22nd chapter, nobody asked Jesus another question the rest of his ministry, because they couldn't understand how God could send his son and also be the son of David also. But it was all about love. And in um, 1 Corinthians thirteen chapter, when you look at verse 4, Paul gives us uh, what love is all about. He starts off by saying love is patient. Um, love is long-suffering. If you're going to love your neighbor or have a relationship with anybody, you have to be patient. You shouldn't be agitated in a rush uh, or putting a person down because they may move slow in their actions or um, you're so agitated that you can't have some patience. Um, When God looks at your heart, does he see patience or does he see somebody who's impatient with his fellow neighbor? Are impatient with him when he's doing stuff in your life. If you keep on reading verse 4, it says, Love is kind. Um, Kind means to be generous. Um, Helping your fellow man out. Helping your neighbor. Helping the church. Helping the ministry of God, the kingdom of God. Um, When God looks at your heart, does he see kindness? If you look at verse 4, keep on reading, the Bible says, Love does not envy Um, That means that you shouldn't have jealousy in your heart. Uh, You should be happy when your neighbor is successful. You should be happy when God blesses your family member. Because you know you're in the presence and you may be next in line for a miracle yourself. If you read verse 4 in 1 Corinthians 13, after he says love does not envy, he says love is not proud. Proudness causes you to fall. Because pride comes before destruction. And if you keep reading what Paul is saying, he says, pride calls boastfulness, arrogance, and self-seeking. Um, some people are just arrogant. And they think more highly of themselves. They are prideful. Um, they boast of themselves. Are you that type person? When God looks at your heart, does he see a proud heart? Somebody who cannot humble himself to receive the blessings of God, self-seeking, always thinking everything revolves around you. Uh, where do you stand with that? In verse 5, it says, love is not rude. Um, uh, a person who's rude um, has an issue. If you can't, can't take a portion of time to receive what somebody may be talking or somebody may be thinking, uh, somebody weighs, you can't be all right all the time. But you shouldn't be rude when it comes to your neighbor. Uh, you should value everyone's opinion. Value um, yourself also. But rudeness is a, a evil um, trick of the devil. And it causes so many problems on the job, so many problems in our world right now. If you keep on reading verse 5, it says, love is not selfish. Selfish means to um, try to gain everything for yourself, to keep somebody else down you can have all the glory and have all the possessions for yourself. In verse 5 it says love is not angry. Uh, the Bible says you can be angry but sin not. Uh, you shouldn't look to do wrong things to other people. You shouldn't try to set up your co-worker. Set up your family member. Hinder their walk with Jesus Christ. Or hinder them in their lives. In verse 6 it says love is joy. For the truth is is love. Uh, We should have joy on the inside of our heart that when God looks at our heart and looks at the portrait of our heart, we should have joy and it shouldn't be on the backside of our heart being hidden. Uh, We shouldn't have these things in our heart. We should have um, love and love can surpass all understanding. In verse 7 it says, love is consistent, it's hopeful and it endures. If you're going to love your neighbor, you're going to have to endure hardship. If you're going to love God, you're going to have to be hopeful in his coming and hopeful in his presence and hopeful in his answering your prayers. Paul wanted this scripture to go forth for the people at Corinth could understand what love was all about. And he also wanted these three things to receive this and learn it, to examine ourselves with this scripture, not to examine somebody else, but to see what our portrait looks like. When God looks at us, does He see love, or does He see um, envy, pridefulness, rude selfishness, anger, somebody who's not consistent? So first, we should examine ourselves with description. Second, this scripture should strengthen us, because we might have some characteristics of love in our heart. If you're patient and you're kind, God is not finished with you yet. So you can be hopeful that God is still working on you and he's working it out for the good the third thing um, it should increase your joy to know that jesus loves you that much that he worked on your portrait when he was on the cross of calvary and now when god sees you he doesn't see you in your old nature but he sees you with the blood of jesus christ covering you that you can come boldly to the throne of grace and believe by faith And God doesn't see your sin, but he sees the blood of his darling son, Jesus Christ. So where's your portrait right now? What does your portrait look like? Does it portray what love is all about? Found in 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 4 through 7. Because God is looking, and he wants the very best for you in your life. There may be somebody who may not know Jesus, and may not know what love is all about. I'm going to ask you that you repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I come now. I repent of my sin. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And I believe that he died on the cross of Calvary for my sins. And he was raised that Sunday morning with all power in his hand. I believe that he sits at the right hand of God interceding on our behalf. And Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior to be my comforter and my guide through all of my life, even to eternity. Well, amen. If you said that prayer, your name is written in the book of heaven. And go get in a good Bible teaching church where you can hear the testimonies of the fellow believers. Go get in a Bible teaching church where you can hear more about what love is all about and hear the scriptures that come from God, which is the Word of God, Jesus Christ. Remember, we love you and Nealey, and keep a smile on your face, for that smile may be helping somebody along the way.